Welcome, everyone, to the Thursday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crawley. And on today's podcast, we are going to start with good news and we are going to end with good news. That's how we're going to roll here on this Thursday edition of the podcast. Can I say Thursday and podcast anymore? Let's see. All right. So here's the good news. Remax has its monthly housing report for June. It just came out and I can't believe my eyes. No, literally, I can't believe my eyes. June's inventory levels were higher for the first time in 15 months. Or I should say they were higher than the month prior for the first time in 15 months. This is how long? 15 months, over a year, since we have seen inventories increase month over month. They only jumped 1.7%, but like I said, it's the first time we have seen an increase in 15 months months. Now, everything else in this June report pretty much stayed the same. Sales increased 14.2% month over month. So sales were still going sky high and yet inventory levels increased. That is a great sign. Uh, Year over year, of course, the numbers were gigantic, 26.4%. And Yeah, like usual, prices were up, continuing to skyrocket in June with the median sales price reaching $336,000. That is 4.9%. That is a 4.9% increase from May. Now, when I saw that, I said, oh my God, this is insane. But Remax points out that normally, because summer is kind of a busy season to some extent, uh, or I should say June in particular is a busy month, that usually that number is around 4.6%. So I, I had no idea that that was usually that big of a jump from month to month from May until June. So that 4.9 wasn't as big as I thought that it was, but on a year-to-year basis, up 21.9%, which is kind of what we've been seeing. So I wasn't too surprised by that. Nick Bailey, president of Remax, said in a statement that, quote, June saw a unique case of supply and demand rising in unison thanks to an uptick in sellers listing their homes for sale. A very welcome sign for frustrated buyers. So yeah, that was great. Like I said, I couldn't believe my eyes. I saw that inventory increased. Let's hope that that is a sign of more to come and we're going to see more inventory levels increase because that is how we get a control of prices. I mean, listen, everyone, if you're a homeowner, you love to see prices going sky high. But it is pricing people out of the market, which, by the way, we're going to talk about in a little bit. But it would be nice to see some stabilization, so some healthy price appreciation, but not the skyrocketing numbers that we have been seeing over these last, uh, well, I guess the whole year, pretty much. 2021 has been pretty crazy. So uh, maybe, maybe it was really funny. So today on Instagram, I posted a story and there was an art, there was two headlines on July 20th. One was from Housing Wire that said that the housing market was starting to slow. And the other one was from, I believe, ABC 11 in Raleigh that said, according to a Zillow report, things are just heating up. <laughs> so it all depends on which numbers you want to look at. Is the housing, heart, is the housing market heating up or cooling off? <laughs> It's kind of hard to to figure that out, but 2021 has been crazy. So could I'm not going to say it's heating up or cooling off, but are we seeing some stabilization? I think is what we'd like to see happen. Now, with regards to mortgage demand, of course, we always get those weekly numbers on Wednesday. And last week we had a big jump. Mortgage rates have been dropping. 
This last week, they've been kind of bouncing around, and that was a ref- and that was reflected in these numbers because mortgage demand overall fell. Refis fell three percent from a week over week. We're down eighteen percent from the same time a year ago, and purchases were actually down six percent or demand for purchase applications, and we're down eighteen percent from a year ago. And like I said, a lot of it has to do with these rates being sort of mixed. Um, For example, the 30-year fixed, according to the data that the Mortgage Bankers Association obtained, the average rate increased two basis points, so nothing crazy, to 3.11%. Meanwhile, the 15-year fixed actually fell two basis points to 2.46%. In fact, that is the lowest 15-year fixed rate since January. So I don't know, maybe things are heating up. Well, at least in the uh, 15-year market. Joel Kahn, an economist at the Mortgage Bankers Association, said in a statement, quote, the 10-year Treasury yield dropped sharply last week in part due to investors becoming more concerned about the spread of COVID variants and their impact on global economic growth. And Diane Olick over at CNBC had a good point, which we've talked about here on this podcast. The adverse market refinance fee that the uh, FHFA got rid of, that could lead to a big boost in refi applications because now it's cheaper, you can get a better rate when you go to refi your house. So we could see another, well, nothing, like we saw uh, over this last year with regards to a refi boom, but some of those who maybe missed it, people that needed to fix their credit, they may now be able to take part and maybe go for that refi with rates falling, especially if you're going to go 15 year fixed with the uh, the average rate being <laughs> the same level as it was in January. Yeah, you could see uh, another small refi boom take place, at least as rates stay low. So as I mentioned, We know that one of the big problems with this current housing market is that every day these prices skyrocket, you're knocking more and more people out of, or at least knocking them out of the ability to buy a home, which sucks because everyone, you know, it's American dream, right? To be able to own a home, depending on who you talk to, right? Some of these new theories about maybe home ownership isn't all it's cracked up to be. But for the most part, we look at home ownership as a good thing, especially right now, the equity people are able to build in their homes. So earlier this year, the Wall Street Journal reported, and I remember talking about it on this podcast, of course we did, that the red hot uh, housing market was actually giving an extra boost to the cheapest homes, which is great because usually when you talk about a hot housing market, it's the coasts, it's you know high-end homes that are making the most. But with this market, we're actually seeing a huge jump. And we talked about that on yesterday's podcast, the Emerging Market Index by the Wall Street Journal and Realtor.com, which showed, I mean, that middle America, small towns are benefiting from this hot housing market. Well, there's some new data. Well, I shouldn't say it's new. It was recently analyzed uh, over at the Fred blog, this Federal Reserve data that shows that the net worth among the least wealthy increased the most in 2020. Yeah, no, I mean, this is great news. By the second half of the year, talking about 2020, the growth in home prices yielded larger gains to the bottom 50% of households by wealth, which of course this group holds a larger proportion of their wealth in real estate assets, which have skyrocketed in the second half of last year and the first half of this year. So while it's unfortunate, that many Americans have missed out on the booming housing market. It is great to see that those who were able to buy 
at least these last few years, have benefited tremendously from that decision. So like I said, start with good news and with good news. I mean, that's great news. Because we're always told, right? Oh, the people at the bottom, the bottom 50%, they're not benefiting. Well, they are in this housing market. And I love that some people in the press try and you know, turn it around. Oh, well, it's so hard now for people in middle America to, to buy a house. Well, that's what happens. <laughs> so when, when middle America's home prices don't rise, they complain. And then when they do rise, oh, it's pricing people out of the market. You got to pick. All right, there's not going to be a world in which home prices are going to rise and then everyone's still going to be able to afford a house. As we've talked about many a times, that's the way it works with housing. Housing prices go up, great for homeowners, bad for buyers. Home prices go down, great for buyers, bad for homeowners. So pick your poison, I guess is the way to look at it. All right, we're out of time, officially. You guys enjoy your Thursday. This is like the first Thursday podcast. I usually never am able to do it, but I was today so i'm glad so i will see you on friday you guys have a great thursday and as always don't wait to buy real estate you buy real estate and wait